We wish to acknowledge the traditional caretakers of the land we record this podcast on, the Yuggera people and their continued connection to the land and waterways of Yuggera country. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging and to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. to the sports social bringing you sports chat for everybody hello Libby hello Georgie shall we reference we that we need to talk about it right away it's <laughs> quite awkward the elephant in the room <laughs> I have been influenced by you it would appear <laughs> yes because I am wearing exactly the same dress as you <laughs> I mean, it was so funny I walked in and I'm like oh and your reaction was this is so cute and I was like this is a disaster I know you're like I have to go change we must change I'm like no that's hilarious it's it's also a factor of just how hot it is in Brisbane that there is maybe two dresses that you actually feel like wearing at the moment just floaty and you are like you have a whole climate because you're married not because you're married (laughs) (laughs) it is hot because I'm married (laughs) such a steamy (laughs) no because you're pregnant I thought you were going to say marinating and I'm like, mm, hey, oh, no. I feel like I'm basting right now. Oh, yes. yuck. <laughs> Good grief. But, yes, I am very hot. Thanks for noticing. <laughs> hot to go. Yeah. Um, I would like to start by talking about Lauren Jackson. <sighs> and I have two points okay. that I'd like to make. First, of Sorry, all, that was a terrible sigh. But, yes, I just feel sorry for me. I know. Yeah, go. Two points. Firstly, devastated to see that Lauren Jackson – injured herself in the first 60 seconds of her match on Saturday night. It was like a local derby where the Sydney Flames were playing the Southside Flyers and it was had been built up as this big game to celebrate Lauren Jackson, which mm. was so beautiful. Biggest turnout ever for a women's NBL match and in the first 60 seconds she did her Achilles and not even on the same leg as her broken foot on the other side. I mean, she's amazing because she's in her 40s now. She's got two kids. This is obviously a comeback after, what, a decade out Mm. of the sport where she had so many injuries. And she's been playing on a broken foot since, was it December? Yeah. She's an absolute legend. She sits, after every match, she's been sitting with her feet in a bucket of ice, in an esky of ice, and just sits there and signs autographs until every last person who wants an autograph has received an autograph. She is like just the ultimate role model for me. <laughs> like I literally and figuratively look up to because she's just, she's uh, an amazing human. But, yeah, I hope the Achilles heals quickly. That's not a nice injury. Yeah, I, don't, I think it maybe is a partial tear. I don't really know much about how the Achilles works. But what really got under my skin last night is when I watched a few of the sports updates It wasn't in there. I mean, it was if you were watching like a specific sports show, but when we went to like, you know, in your news segments, you have then the sports section, Mm. there was no discussion about the fact that Paul Lauren had done this injury and was most likely out possibly forever. Mm. We don't know at this stage. But also that they'd had their biggest turnout at a match ever. Like how is that not newsworthy? And also, so is that like the general, you know, the news, the news the part of the free air channels? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I guess what I'm saying is that is having spoken to Chloe Dalton last week about the importance of putting female sport out there and talking mm. about it, even if these matches don't have fifty thousand people watching, they've still achieved a massive milestone by having 
nearly 8,000 people in a stadium. Mm. We've got to celebrate it. We've got to put yeah. it in the news bulletins and it should just be a regular thing. Yeah, celebrate the milestones, the big achievements. Start putting women's sport out there. Yes. Hi, my name is Amelia. I'm 10 years old and I'm from Yapoon. And what I like about t- sport is it's all about tennis because I just find it really active for me and I could like ha- use my hands other than drawing and I can actually get out more and spend more time and actually be social and very healthy and fit. And that's what I like about sport. Libby, what do you know about ice hockey? I know the movie Mighty Ducks. Mm, That's about my some knowledge. I've been to a few matches when I lived in Canada. Oh, I did go and see it at Madison Square Garden. Welcome back. Yeah. (laughs) Like, wait, what sport is this? (laughs) All I know about ice hockey is that they get angry, they're on ice, and then they throw their gloves on the ground and start beating each other up with all their stuff. I feel like we could expand your knowledge on ice hockey through, through this next chat. I can't wait. So a couple of weeks ago, one of our listeners, Kate, got in contact with us and said, are we aware that the women's under 18 Australian ice hockey team had just won the world champs? And I said to her, no, we are not. We are not across ice hockey, but we are thrilled that you've told us. And so we reached out to Ice Hockey Australia and said, we'd love to talk to someone in the team. We need to understand this sport and what this win means for you. So they put us in touch with the captain, Molly. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. You've just got off the plane, I believe, from Scotland. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, I got off probably a week ago, so I've been home for a week now. And you, when you were over in Scotland, you were there to compete in the World Champs for ice hockey and you guys took home the gold medal. Yeah, we did. Was that something you expected to achieve? It's always been like a dream. It's always like we've always wanted to, but it's always been difficult with ice hockey not being that big in Australia we don't have like a lot of development but the development has become so much better over the years and we believed right before we could go that this team could do it and we did it so it's like really incredible. I wanted to ask about that because I can't imagine (laughs) we're sitting here in Brisbane and it's like above 30 (laughs) degrees and like 100% humidity so I can't even imagine the thought of getting into a sport such as ice hockey. How did you get started in Australia into the sport? It was a funny story. Uh, when we were younger, me and my brother went to a birthday party at an ice ring and um, we saw my brother saw a poster of ice hockey and he really wanted to start playing that sport. And he started playing and I thought it looked really cool and fun to do. So that's how I joined in a couple months later. Wow. That's Mo- awesome. Molly, how many ice rinks are there in Perth, which is where you're based? Um, yeah. So back when I started, there was three ring- rinks. Sadly, um, one of them had to close during COVID. But um, now that the sport's kind of picking up a bit more, so it's definitely harder to get ice time. But back then it was really kind of easier. And can you believe that from when you started because your brother was doing it and you thought it looked cool that you then were then selected to be the captain of the under 18 Australian team like can you believe how far you've come in such a short amount of time it's sometimes like I can't believe it sometimes I feel like I'm just dreaming but it's like the best feeling ever and like I'm sure like my younger self would be really proud and happy as I am today Oh, absolutely. Now tell us a bit about the competition in Scotland and 
why this is such a big deal for Australian ice hockey? Um, the competition in Scotland was we had a lot of like European teams, so they have they do hockey way more over there, and they all train together a lot more, so they all familiar with each other. Because um, we had the Netherlands, Great Britain, Latvia, Turkey, and Mexico were all over there, and they're like really competitive teams and really good. So this win by the under 18s, what does that mean for you guys? Do you continue at your current level or you go up a division? Um, we go up a division, which is really amazing. And who will you be competing against in that next division? We'll be playing like Norway, Poland, South Korea and Spain are in all in that division. And is that, uh, what is that, what's the kind of next step after that? Is there another division above that? Yeah, I think that goes into like versing the US and Finland and Sweden, which is like a really high competition. So hopefully one day we'll get there. Does um ice hockey's in the Winter Olympics, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And does Australia have a team? Does it ever field a team for, um, for that competition? I we haven't. I don't think because I think with our senior women's team, we have to be in a higher division. Wow, so this win has started to put Australian ice hockey on the trajectory to make yeah. a Winter Olympics. Yes. We've had um, some girls like in the Youth Olympics. That's incredible. Yeah. And tell us about what it meant to you as a team to get this win. Um, it was just like incredible. Like we were all beyond happy and so proud of each other and so glad that we could accomplish this all together. Molly, we are so thrilled that we were told about you guys. We're so impressed with your win and so excited for what this means for Australian ice hockey going forward. Thank you so much for talking to us. Oh, thank you for having me. Hi, my name's Aidan Toa and what I love about sport is the ability to bring communities together, the camaraderie and the friendships that you build within your sporting teams. Libby. Yes. Cricket continues. Ugh. <laughs> I mean, yay! Your favourite sport. Uh, and there'll be India Test coming up and a T20 World Cup or, a, or maybe it's a one-day International World Cup for the women. I'll get back to you on that. But on Saturday. More cricket. More cricket. So much cricket. So exciting. Is it a year-round thing? It never used to be, but it seems to be okay, at cool. the moment. Uh, the BBL had their final. On oh, the has weekend. that only just happened? Yeah. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. It was in Perth. The Perth Scorchers played the Brisbane Heat. Oh, are we in the final? Mm-hmm. Go Brisbane. And Brisbane were like quite lucky to get it. That They they were coming from the bottom of the table. I'm not feeling positive about how our results here. Well, we worked our way up and we got into the final. We were on a good streak. Um, but the Perth Scorchers I think have won the BBL final five times. They they performed quite well. Right. And 55,000 people turned out to watch this match, bigger than some of the test match crowds that we had over summer. Good. Which was very good. Very close match. Perth Scorchers won by three runs or three wickets. Perth Scorchers won. <laughs> We're not about facts here on the sports social, Georgie. These are details. <laughs> but Cooper Connolly mm. was our stand was the standout performer. He is a 19-year-old uh, from Perth mm. who has been around cricket forever. He got selected for the Australian under-19 team when he was 16 years old. Wow. And then went on to become the captain of that team. 
and rescued the Perth Scorchers in the dying overs of this match. Well done, Coops. And won it for them. Rocked on. Rocked on? What I need to let you know, though, okay. is that he sports a really out there mullet. That's just a generational thing, isn't it? I even heard one of the sporting commentators say, do you think this means he'll change his hairstyle? And when he was asked, he was like, absolutely not. <laughs> Why would he? This has been like a good luck charm. Actually, have we seen any mullets in the tests? No, no. This is really just creeping. It's more a BBL thing. It's a BBL thing. Okay. Yeah. Goes with the brand. I'm really just not on board with the mullet. It's having a moment. <laughs> I mean, it is. Everyone has a mullet at the moment. Next thing you know, you'll have a mullet next I will next never week. have a mullet <laughs> and you will never have a mullet. I hope not. And my, oh, I was going to say my children will never have mullets, but actually I have no control over that. <laughs> you don't. They have autonomy over their hair. They do. It would appear. That's annoying, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> also in little bits and bobs that came in over the weekend, I got Is this a new segment, Bits and Bobs? No. It's just what I'm calling this next little bit. Cool. Roll with it. I tried to – I actually didn't get to watch all the BBL because I was out on Saturday night and I couldn't find any catch-up anywhere. You were dancing on Saturday dancing night. dancing at a disco. It was so much fun. I couldn't find any catch-up episodes anywhere and that really started to irritate me because I just wanted to watch some of the highlights that I'd missed. But then I found the Nutrigrain Iron Man and Iron Woman series. So good. Well, I haven't watched it since the 90s. Really? No. Oh, no. I used to watch it with like um, Shannon Eckstein and Kane Eckstein, I think. Uh, Matt Poole, Candace Warner. Okay. Well, she was Candace. We'll get back to you. Um, (laughs) What was her maiden name? Falcone? No. Falzon. There we go. Yeah? Yes. Falzon. We got there. Sorry, Candace. <laughs> Sorry, Candace. Do some research next time. <laughs> I watched it more when it was Trevor Hendy. Yes. Curry. Guy Leach. Was it Curry? No. Kenny. Grant Kenny. Guy Leach. Guy Leach. Yep. That era. Yeah. Which was, you know. Iconic. That's I just that is what I have burnt in my mind as Iron Man. But this this format is a bit different to what I remembered, and maybe it's similar to what you knew, mm. where um they're doing like little sprint series. So they'll yes. Paddle, swim, board in one of those orders. I'm not entirely sure. And then people get cut yes. as you go through yeah. these little races. There's also the long one, which is the Cool and Gatta Gold. Yes. Oh, is that's maybe what I remembered. Excellent to watch. Okay. So in the men's, Matt Bevilacqua. Bevilacqua. Won the men's series and Georgia Miller won the women's series. What I loved was that you got little snippets throughout the broadcast of what their lives look like and their training. It is a huge training workload. I'm actually not sure how any of them hold full-time jobs or do anything else because they are on that beach all the time. Well, because they have to specialise in all the different events, right? Mm. You know, it's not just swimming. It's not just beach running. It's not just paddling and kayaking and the other one. (laughs) It's all of them. They have to be great at all of them. And Mm. it's, yeah, and then you're having to get used to conditions. Yeah, it's amazing. I also have a few snow updates. Cool. Because this is my I just want to feel like I'm in the snow right now. So Valentino Giselli, who's the Australian I spoke about last week. He 17- got third last yes, week. Yes, at the X Games, the 17-year-old. He completed a historic first by meddling in slope style 
half pipe and big air for one season. So there's like a World what? Cup season. How do you even do that? He does all these different events. Apparently he's just out there every day boarding and getting better and better. That's awesome. Danny Scott, who is a aerial skier, so that's the one where they go off an enormous ramp and then do a thousand twists and turns and flips in the air yes. and land it on skis. Yes. So Danny Scott took gold at Deer Valley in her event. Amazing. With some amazing triple twist. I saw that jump. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Next level. I don't know how they get so much height and then land it. Oh, it boggles my brain. Yeah. Even watching some, I then was looking on her Instagram at some of her training videos and they train here in Brisbane at Chandler and they go down of like a plastic ramp on skis and then land in the pool. Yeah. And even watching that, just you looking down the ramp and thinking, well, that's ridiculous. No one's going down that. That's terrifying. Let alone flipping. I would die. (laughs) And then she does like a thousand flips and lands in the water. Yeah. Amazing. So yeah, that was, if you can find some clips of that, go and have a look because it's just brilliant to watch. My name is Henry. I'm nine years old and I like sport because it's fun. Georgie, guess what time it is? Yes, I'm so excited about this part. It's time to draw the winner of our giveaway, which was your child's sports registration up to the value of $300. It is our very big pleasure to draw it. Drum roll, please. And the winner is Katrina H. Katrina, you get $300 to help pay and play sport. Pay to play. What I really loved about it when when Katrina was drawn out of the Instagram hat was that she's also a woodchopper. Amazing. That's her sport. Love it. I love that we find these sports that we've never even considered. I love our community. Isn't it the coolest? Yeah, they're all rock stars. Congratulations, Katrina. We're so happy for you and your family. We will be in contact shortly via Instagram. Keep an eye out for us. And thank you to everyone else who entered. Keep an eye on our Instagram at the Sports Social Podcast because we really do want to be doing this again. Um, It's something that we're really passionate about, making sport as accessible to as many people as possible. My name is Natalie. I am 28 years old and I am from Ashmore. I love sport because... It gives you that little high (laughs) when you run really fast and I like the atmosphere. It's time for our infamous segment. (laughs) Your favourite segment. (laughs) My favourite. Two quick things. What are you going to tell us about today? Well, I actually wanted to talk to you about Jessica Watson. Do you remember Jess Watson? Yes, I do. Yes. Um, I can't remember the name of her boat, but Pink Lady maybe, something like that. I should know because she she has a Netflix uh, movie made about her and her incredible journey around the world as a 16-year-old. It's out on Netflix. It's an all-Australian cast and it just tells this incredible story of this journey. She is just one of the most remarkable people I've heard of and someone I've admired for a really long time. So I think everyone should get around it. Check out Jess Watson's uh, movie True Spirit on Netflix. Excellent. I will have a look at that. I also have a bit of a TV recommend, and this is on Disney+. Plus. Do you remember the cinematographer who was involved in Free Solo? I remember Free Solo. So Jimmy Chin was one of the people, like, also hanging off a wall shooting Alex. 
Hommel. Yep. Hommel. Climbing a mountain without any ropes. Amazing. So he is a cinematographer. You would He is involved in National Geographic and all this sort of thing. And he's done a documentary with National Geographic about adventurers capturing when things go bad. Wow. Because so often you see these stories where it all just works out perfectly. I don't think that's the actual premise <laughs> of it. <laughs> It's when things go bad. It's, it's not called when things go bad. It's called Edge of the Unknown. It starts off with Alex Hommel. Oh, cool. So that nothing goes bad there, but it just talks about some of the challenges he experienced while training to do El Capitan without a rope. Yeah. But then it goes into extreme kayaking, like kayaking I've never seen before where they're launching themselves off massive drops but getting stuck under the water and what happens when that happens. Sounds fun. Or the amazing. Just some light viewing. <laughs> yeah, it's one of these things that you just drop, you sort of dip in and out of. You don't sit there and binge watch the whole thing or mm. I certainly couldn't because you'd just be exhausted like you. I think I recommended Human Playground a while yeah. ago. I watched like two episodes and I'm like I can't watch it anymore. It's too intense. So, yeah, that maybe it's a dipping in and out of. It's like a magazine where you just open it up, watch a bit, close it, Come Perfect. back to it another time. Yeah. The other one that was exceptional was Travis Rice, who is this incredible snowboarder, like one of the best snowboarders in the world. Do you like snowboarding? I do. <laughs> I'm, yes, I do. I'm not ashamed about it. Okay. And he goes snowboarding in Alaska and gets caught in avalanche. Oh, wow. So just – and there's what's, – I guess what's amazing is in these moments there are film crews, there are helicopters, there are people there capturing it all and what mm. – how, how do you deal with those situations? That does sound actually – very amazing. It's so cool. Go and check it out on Disney+. Plus. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Sports Social. We so enjoy bringing you these episodes. And if you have a friend who you think would enjoy these sports chats, please share it with them and let them know about us. And we absolutely love receiving your feedback and your reviews. It totally lights us up. If you are enjoying this kind of sports content, head over to our Instagram page at the Sports Social Podcast. Otherwise, we will chat to you next week. Bye.